Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall. And what a disappointing and embarrassing Game 7 for the New York Rangers. It's a season that has so much highs and so much lows, I feel like. You know, going into Christmas, the Rangers, we're not even Christmas, the Truba hit and Helmet toss. They were struggling so much, and they turned the whole season around. And then you pick up Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, and this team you thought was going to make a run. And um, I, this team is so far from where I thought they were going into this playoffs. And I know the Devils were in a great matchup for them. It was a team that I think had the Rangers number, obviously, all season long. And the speed was a huge factor. I think Carolina had been a much better matchup for the Rangers in the first round. But it was one of those thoughts that, if they can get through this New Jersey team, they can go on a run. And uh, after the first two games, you, I didn't think there was going to be an issue. They dominated those first two games. It's okay. The Rangers are, you know, they're a playoff-proven team, and they're going to dominate the Devils, or they're going to, you know, take the series pretty easily. And that overtime game, you know, obviously anytime a game goes overtime, it's 50-50 who's going to win. And uh, the Devils win that game in MSG and turns the whole series around, obviously. And Akira Schmidt going net was a huge change and a huge risk by Lindy Ruff that worked out well for him and the Devils. But um, just major disappointment. Major disappointment at the Rangers level. You know, guys like Panarin, Sabanja just didn't show up in the playoffs. Um, you know, Kreider played well, but didn't, you know, he disappeared too in a couple games. And Fox, with maybe his worst game of the season in Game 7, uh, you know, I thought Keandre Miller didn't have a very good series. Igor was unbelievable. If it wasn't for him, you know, those games that they lost, they would have lost like 10, 10 nothing. The dominant, you know, how much New Jersey dominated. And last night they they dominated the entire game. You know, from the first period on, they had puck possession. They were winning faceoffs. They were winning the board battles. They had so many turnovers. You know, the kid line just couldn't get anything done. In the series. You know, the fourth line really didn't generate anything. You know, I think they had one one goal. I think Goodrow had the one goal and Mott. You know, he had a couple penalties that he drew in Game 7. I thought, well, I guess they had an okay Game 7, but, you know, in, in general, in the whole series, they really didn't have too much of an impact, which I thought they would have a huge impact in the series. And, um, you know, I thought Braden Schneider played well for a young kid. I, I feel like he's really delving into a very good defenseman. I, I, and I I feel like if the Rangers do move on from a Truba or something like that, he's going to be able to fit into that top four role. Um, but, 
it's just disappointing. It's disappointing, and um, you know, it, it, the season comes to a quick end, and and now you look, you know, what the future brings is Gerard Gallant coming back. Is you know, fans are calling for Panera to be traded. It is you know, what's the deal with Keandre Miller and, and Alexis Lafreniere? Alexis Lafreniere had zero points in the playoffs. You know, he had 39 points in the regular season, had his best regular season, but, you know, he has not taken the steps you would think a number one pick would take so far. You know, I is he a guy, you give him a small bridge deal like a Kako deal, and you've re-signed Heedle already, so he's all, he's uh, shirt up for the next couple of years, but, you know, Kane and Tarasenko, I don't think you can bring those guys back. You know, maybe Kane on a small deal, but, um, you know, he has to get healthier this offseason. He's getting surgery, it seems. So, you know, what is his status for next year? And uh, there's a lot of question about Keanu Miller, what deal he's going to bring in. I felt as though he took a bunch of steps forward and some steps back this year. I thought that he didn't have a great playoff. I think he had a very good end to the season. So, um, you know, where does that leave him contract-wise with the Rangers because they have a bridge deal with him? Um, you know, there's not enough money to go around right now. So there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some guys in and out. You know, is Barkley Goodrow a guy that they can move? Seems like Ryan Lindgren's a guy who possibly get moved. I don't know how you do that. But, you know, it seems like he's the only contract because they have all these big contracts that are non-movement clauses. So, um, you know, all these guys who are making all this money, they can't go anywhere. And Goodrow's got a limited no-movement clause. So, you know, he's a big contract, $3.6 million that you can move possibly. You know, you got these young kids, Will Cooley, who could step up next year. You know, is Brent Othman going to get a chance? These are all questions that all offseason long we'll go over and review and, um, you know, have, we'll have more coverage of the offseason. But today is mostly about, you know, this Game 7 and, and unfortunately how the Rangers didn't show up. And um, there's been games this year the Rangers haven't shown up, and it's apparent from you know if this Rangers team's going to show up from the first 10 minutes of the game. Not even, first five minutes of the game. And I knew it last. I knew the first five minutes of the game. I said, "Uh, we're in trouble tonight." And as the game went on, Igor was standing on his head. I thought, "Okay, maybe if they can get some type of a you know deflection or something, and they can turn this around." And it was similar to Game Six. Game Six, New, uh, New Jersey had a puck position too, and the Rangers just got the first goal. And um, you know, I just think the the you know giving up a goal in the power play, the power play just not getting it done. They had so many chances. You know, Panarin just not looking to shoot. Zibanejad getting covered, you know, for the wing. It took them long enough to move him back to the wing, which I think is another issue. But, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of questions. So we'll see. Who knows? By the end of this week, the Rangers could have a new uh, head coaching search going on. Or they can announce that Kalan's coming back. Or they can be moving assistants around. Who knows? But um, tough game seven, tough end to the season. And, um, you know, thank you to all of our listeners this year who followed along. Obviously, we'll be coming to you the rest of the offseason. But, um, you know, a lot of people, after the Rangers lose, they tune out. Um, so uh, if you do take the summer off from listening, I hope you don't. But uh, thanks for listening this season. And um, it was our third year. So uh, it's pretty special always to be bringing your Ranger updates and Ranger uh, interviews and such. So thank you to all of our listeners. But, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. It was a tough game. And unfortunately, you know, it happens to a rival too. So Devil fans will be uh, letting Ranger fans know this, and I know that they still talk about 2012. So uh, this will be another one, another notch in the belt for the Devils fans to uh, to come back at us because I think uh, Ranger fans only have us, you know, a couple 94 or 92s go a little further back than the Devils ones. So it would be nice to get one here pretty soon against the Devils so we have some more bragging rights against those uh, those friends across the Lincoln Tunnel there. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we have a great interview. We have Colin Stevenson, who, you know, our guy. He's come on the show so many times the last couple of years. 
And uh, so he jumped on us to talk about this ugly Game 7 and what somewhat of the future holds for this Rangers team and uh, kind of preview the offseason a little bit. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I can't thank Colin enough. He's been so great to the show for always coming on. But uh, before we send it, Colin, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Caldera Labs. Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visible improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today, we have an exclusive offer for you, our audience, so you can try it for yourself Why and you can see why so many men trust Caldera Lab with their skincare needs. Use our code BROADWAY at calderalab.com for 20% off your their best product. Listen, as I'm getting older, in my 30s now, you got to take care of your skin. And these guys are out there helping you take care of your skin. They're helping you with your wrinkles. They're keeping your age, your, they're keeping you young. They're keeping you young. They keep you look good. Kadura Labs creates a high-performance men's skincare product by combining uh, pharmaceutical-grade science along with uh, na- uh, nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Kicking off their stellar skincare selection, we have the Regimen Bundle, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside this bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate is where you start your day. It's balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, uh, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed. The base layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisture that hydrates your skin and absorbs fa- uh, absorbs fast, leaving with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently. And the good is your go-to at night before bed. It's clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as help helps reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines how can you not beat that as you age you might notice more fine lines and wrinkles it's a sign of aging unfortunately this is the opposite of what any guy wants really what anyone wants and the more you neglect your skin the more visible this will become over time it's time to control your skin and take these easy steps ready to take your skin to the next level with caldera lab look no further than the icon the, red, the rejuvenating eye serum is here to help address the the three most common skin concerns around the eye, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness, the three worst things you can have. Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Kadura Lab is the, on the mission to better, skin, better men's skincare around the world, priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by its customers and planet we live in. Kadura Lab is a certified B Corporation as well as a member of the 1% for the planet. Through uncompromised craftsmanship, ex- uh, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. So make sure to get 20% off today by using our code BROADWAY at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using the code BROADWAY. And we're also joined by our friends over at Kunzuri. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder and her profile said must be six feet tall. Maybe your date wears heels and you just can't because you're just not or she just can't because you're just not tall enough. Well, Short Kings today's sponsor has you covered. Kinzori makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone noticing. Look, girls get heels, makeup, and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence as well? We're all the same height laying down if you get what I mean. For a limited time offer, our listeners can get up to 15% off every order with your code BROADWAY at Kinzori.com. The site is already 30% off, so worth our code, you save an extra 15% off. That's 45% off your entire order. You're basically getting these shoes for free. So make sure you go show the support to the show and go check out Konzuri.com. That's C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com and use the code BROADWAY. 
Listen, if you can get a little extra edge in the dating game, I'm out of it way now. I don't even want to think about getting to a dating game ever again. Uh, but listen, if you're in there, you're looking for uh, make a good impression, uh, or maybe you're taking a, a picture with some of your guys at home. Listen, I got my, all my friends at home are over six feet tall, so uh, maybe the next group shot I have to get these shoes on to make sure that I can fit in a little bit. They don't have to uh, <laughs> adjust the lens at all. But make sure you go on there, check them out. Not only does Conservative Shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not all man shoes. They're not Velcro shoes. They're not ugly, ugly shoes. You'll get compliments in them. Even if they don't even make you taller, you get compliments no matter what. They have styles for every occasion, smart, casual, sporty, you name it, they got it. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell that you're hiding some secret height boosts in there. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and the packaging, so it's literally the ultimate height hack. Life short. You don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, my guys. Maybe update that baiting profile to six feet. Kanzori is an absolute game changer for you and your dating life and your rig life in general. So make sure you go on the website. Use our discount code Broadway. Save that 15% off. You get the 45% off total. Like I said, it's basically free. So make sure you go check it out. Kanzori.com. C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com. And make sure you use that code Broadway today. All right, we're now joined by our good buddy, Colin Stevenson, the Rangers reporter for Newsday. Colin, I was hoping that you and I would be talking from your North Carolina hotel room that we <laughs> talked about on yeah. Sunday. But, yeah, you're in the home office, unfortunately, just a, an embarrassing game seven last night for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't really even know what to say. I mean, other, other than, you know, the best team won. Right. So, um clearly you know like toward the end we were looking at you know who are they going to play and it looked like they're going to play the devils and i i didn't think that was a good matchup for them at all i thought the devils were really good based on you know the regular season meetings obviously the devils record was great 112 points and 52 wins and all that um but based on how the teams looked when they played each other in the regular season i i always thought that this was going to be a troublesome matchup for them and um you know, there was some, you know, the Devils had a chance there to win the Metro. And, and I think that would have worked out better for the Rangers if the if the Devils had won the Metro. Carolina had slipped a second and the Rangers ended up playing Carolina. But obviously that didn't happen uh, on, on what was it, the last night of the season? I guess the Devils, if the Devils had won and Carolina had lost, that's what would have happened. And the Devils ended up falling behind 4 nothing or something like that. So it was like, all right, I, I, I guess they don't, <laughs> I guess they want the Rangers. And, uh, Ultimately, they were, you know, they were better than the Rangers. And the, the only the only surprise really was how easily the Rangers won those first two games. When you look back at that, you say, I didn't see 5-1 coming in game one, and then it was 5-1 again in game two. And it was like, all right, well, maybe the Rangers will just sweep this. And it didn't happen. But uh, at the end of the day, the Devils were just better. I'm with you. I thought Carolina was a better matchup. Just like you said, from the regular season, how they matched up, the speed-wise, the Rangers couldn't catch up the Devils' speed all season long. But games one and two happen, and the Rangers dominate yeah. most of the games. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, game three comes along, and they, yeah, they lose an OT, okay, whatever. You're... But then the Devils just clean their clock the next two games, yeah. and then game game six comes along, like, okay, this is the team that the Rangers are back. And then I think that's what made last night so disappointing was that it was such an... I, it was an embarrassment. I mean, they the Devils took it to him since his advantage at the two on one to start the game off where he didn't get a shot off. Yeah. Literally from that moment on, the Devils dominated play. The whole first period was in the Rangers' zone. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, but it was like that in game six also. Um, in game six, the, the Devils were, were dominant at the start of the game, and what changed it was all the power plays, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, they kept taking penalties and kept putting the Rangers on the power play, and, you know, they made some changes on the power play. They put Tarasenko on the first unit, and, and they got a power play goal, you know, in their second attempt, and, they you know, they generated a ton of momentum off of that power play. And, uh, and, and so that's what turned it around in game six, but um, you know, in game seven, you know, they got a couple of power, they had three power plays in the first period and weren't able to uh, a not score and B not generate, you know, any kind of momentum off of those power plays. And to me, that was the difference. Now, um, you know, Gallant in the game, you know, after in this press conference after the game, I said, well, you know, what changed from Saturday to Monday? And he said, well, basically the, the first goal. And, and I guess that was a, and, and it's a fair point. It, you know, the first goal was a backbreaker. You're on the power play. Um, you have Adam Fox, you know, in complete control of that puck. Uh, and he gets it stolen from him. And, you know, and you end up giving up a goal. And that really kind of, you know, that was the momentum changer. That was the backbreaker almost. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, if you want to look at a moment, then that would be the moment that you would look at. But ultimately, you know, you lost to a better team. What are you going to say? Yeah, and I think the Fox play was, it's so, I understand what he was doing, right? Lingren was going off for a change. He's trying to get the first unit on there, so he's holding the puck. But, I mean, he had a, I mean, the series had eight points. He was good the entire series for Fox. But it's game seven, he was awful. I mean, there were so many times that he pinched in and missed the puck or someone, you know, danced by him for two on ones. And I mean, I thought that most, I mean, that happened a lot. I feel like in game seven, the breakouts for the devils and Rangers, there was always a breakout for the devils. The Rangers had such a tough time breaking out of their zone, uh, the entire series. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, well, you know, in game seven, you know, uh, if that goal happens in the first period and you have time, you know, maybe it's a different story, but when the goal happened in the second period, you know, now you're down one, nothing. And it's the second period. And, and and I think the Rangers, you know, felt the need to be aggressive and, and felt the need to pinch and do all those things. And that's why, you know, there were so many two-on-ones and odd man rushes, you know, the rest of the game, because, you know, the Rangers knew they were in a hole and they had to, you know, try stuff to get out of it. So, you know, once that goal happened, yeah, it did change the game. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to come down on Adam Fox though. Right. Because, of what he means to the team and, and what he's given to the team. I mean, it's, it's, it's similarly hard for me to come down on, you know, a guy like Artemi Panarin who, you know, had no goals and two assists in, in, in the series. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are, are looking at him saying, well, he was terrible and this and that and that, you know, they're not, they're not there without these guys. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they don't even make the playoffs, you know, if not for guys like Panarin and Fox. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to come down on a guy for, or a mistake, you know, a bad decision or, you know, whatever, because, you know, you got to look at the bigger picture and see, you know, what did this guy give you over the whole, you know, the total whole season and stuff like that. So, but yeah, you know, if, you know, it, it, he ended up not having a good game Fox, but, you know, but he showed uh, up the rest of the series though. He wasn't yeah, a problem. He went, yeah, no, like yeah, Panarin, yeah. you talk about Panarin. I mean, he had the two points in game one and then he, I mean, he didn't put up anything the rest of the series, and I understand, you know, that he was getting thrown the Heischer line at him and everything else, and Galan tried to jangle, you know, tried to move the lines around to give him a better matchup. But even on the power play, he he couldn't find anything either. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he had a tough series. You know, what what, what I'm going to tell you? The question that you have to to ask with him now is is he a regular season player mm-hmm. and not a playoff player? You know, I mean, I think it's it's two two playoffs in a row now where you know when they when they're eliminated, you're looking at him saying we didn't get enough out of him, right? And and I I think it was to some degree unfair last year because you know he played 20 games, he had 16 points. I mean, no, it's not a point a game, but it's a lot of points. And he, and he, you know, and he had that game winner in, in, in game seven and in, uh, in the first series against Pittsburgh. So I, I thought to some degree, you know, questioning Panarin or, you know, criticizing Panarin for not producing enough last year was probably a little bit harsh, but you know, now you come back with this year and it's two points in the first game and zero points in the, in the next six. And I think it's fair to, to look at that and, and, and wonder like, Okay, they'll make the playoffs again next year, you know. But what's going to happen when they do? I mean, is this guy going to be able to produce in the playoffs next year, or is he just not a playoff player? Yeah, and the other guy who I, again unbelievable season had one big game was Mika, and I know last year he got to the slow start too, and finally that game six, and I even tweeted out, "Hey, maybe get some deja vu here." And Mika gets a big game six going and rolls into game seven. He did that with big game six, but game seven again he was shut down, and a, a guy who. Uh, I mean, if the Rangers go as Mika goes, really, you know, when he gets yeah. hot, the Rangers get hot. So yeah. having him and Panarin kind of stymie the entire series, obviously, I mean, the the rest of the team, the kid line didn't do much, but it was tough seeing Mika kind of get shut down there. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you got to take your hat off to Lindy Ruff, right? Because here's a guy who, when he was <laughs> the assistant coach for the Rangers, was like a whipping boy for Ranger fans on social media. I mean, like people hated this guy. This guy is terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's the worst, worst, the worst. Goes to the Devils, right? And they lose uh, and they're and they're down and they're not good. And the fans there are, you know, fire Lindy, fire Lindy, all that. You know, and who's who's laughing now? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's uh, obviously, he knew the Rangers uh, very well, Um you know, there's a bunch of guys that that are still on the, the Rangers team that he, you know, he coached and he was around. So he knew, you know, he had uh, intimate knowledge of uh, of the Rangers and 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 what uh, what made the Rangers go and and how to counteract that. And you know, let's not overlook the fact that he made a goalie change after game two, right? So, you know, I remember when he started Akira Schmidt in game three. I'm looking at it going like this smacks of desperation. I don't really see how this is going to change anything. And, uh, you know, it changed everything. So, you know, hats off to Lindy Ruff. I mean, great job by him in the series. Yeah, he went from not being able to run a Rangers defense to now shutting down the Rangers in this giant <laughs> offense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, like, you know, that's that was the thing. People people hated him when he was on, on the Rangers staff. And, and now, you know, you should hate him even more. Yeah, so to the Rangers staff now, what's the chances we see Gerard Gallant return? All of a sudden, the Quinville rumors are starting. Uh, it it seems like the Sharks are circling here around him. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't see how he survives this one, to be honest with you. Um, you know, unless they decide, you know, let's 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 do what everybody else does and and start him, start the season with him, and make a change in season if necessary. But uh, but no, I don't. Yeah, I, I think he was, you know, he's a good coach for them for the time he was there. Um, 
I don't want to say was in the past tense, but uh, he's still the Rangers coach as of you and I speaking right now. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, 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 I am assuming that the chances are better than 50, 50 that, that he's gone or so, uh, you know, but you know, he did what he was supposed to do in the first year. And then, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just wasn't the same this year. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you cast lightning in a bottle one year and then the next year it just, you know, it's just not the same. And if you, if you look at their team too, you know, you don't have a big injury that you can blame anything on, you know I mean? Like Ryan Lindgren was probably the one guy that missed a, a bunch of time. Other than that, everybody was healthy. He had the whole, the whole team, you know, for the whole year. So, you know, I guess you can look at it from a big picture perspective and say, you know, he just didn't get the job done with, uh, with a roster that we thought was better than this. Do you see a big roster shake out this off season or no? I don't, I don't see how they can shake it up. Like, and No, I don't. The short answer would be no. I don't see how they can shake it up. I think what you do, um, if you're Chris Drury, is you try and change the coach and change it up that way. Um, You know, the the old, you can't fire the players, you know, so you fire the coach kind of thing. I mean, how many guys have no move contracts, right? So, you know, what what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to trade Barkley, Gaudreau and and Ryan Lindgren. You can't trade Lindgren. Um, So, you know, I, I just I just don't see where, you know, where they can go to kind of shake the whole thing up. I mean, I you know, they just, you know, the cap being what it is, uh, their payroll being what it is, uh, I, I just don't see it. So I think the easiest thing to do is change the coach and see if that, you know, that changes anything. Well, Colin, I wish I had you on today for happier uh, talk, but thank you always for coming on and, and enjoy the offseason. Enjoy your son's lacrosse games and everything else going on. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, as as we were saying before, uh, before we got you know started this, it's uh, it's it's wacky because you're on this team the whole time and and uh, and it just ends so suddenly, and you know, you can't make any plans, and you know, people are inviting you here, there, and everywhere, and you you can't can't make any plans. I don't know, I might be working, and then now all of a sudden, I got all the time in the world, so you know, I have to figure out what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you back on again this summer. That's a definite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. I'm uh, I'm available anytime you want. Sounds good, buddy. Be good. All right, man. Take care. Thanks so much to Colin for coming on uh, all year long. That guy's been great coming on. Whenever I text him, he's always right there to come on. And and I joking around with him. We were talking texting over the weekend, and I was saying I really hope we're doing this interview from a hotel room in Raleigh. And uh, nope. It was his home office, which was uh, which was sad, but I uh, can't thank him enough. I know Ranger fans love his coverage, and he has a great job writing for Newsday, and I read all of his stuff, so I can't thank him enough for coming on so many times during the year. And uh, and make sure you know, make sure you go check him out. I know some. I think Newsday now is paid for online, but it's worth it's worth the dollars. I guess like two bucks a month, whatever it is. Go check it out. Make sure you go follow his stuff. And that does it for episode 130 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. A uh, disappointing episode. We were hoping that, or I was hoping that this uh, end of the season wouldn't come in a few weeks from now, uh, but here we are. But make sure you go and subscribe to the show. We'll be keeping uh, the off-season coverage coming. We'll obviously have some draft coverage coming up soon. Uh, so make sure you continue to follow the show and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave us a five-star review there because every five-star review we do receive a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. So make sure you go on there and help an amazing cause by leaving a five-star review. Also, subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Spotify. You can find the show on Google Play, Pandora, um, Spreaker, 
Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Make sure you go and follow the show on Twitter at Broadway Hat Pod. You can find me on Twitter at K Hall and Y for all New York Ranger updates. Uh, I'll be also be keeping updated on the Hartford Wolfpack, who are still in their playoffs right now, and also the Jacksonville Icemen, who are still there. So a couple of Ranger affiliates there still alive in their playoffs right now. So they'll be my new focus for the hockey season is watching those two guys, those two teams. Uh, make sure you go and follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at the Broadway Hat Podcast. And uh, thank you guys for listening so much this season as well. And uh, we'll be bringing you great coverage all offseason. But, you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.